Welcome back to the Chainsaw Chronicles, a Chainsaw Man podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chad. I'm Ronnie. And today we're covering Chainsaw Man Season 1, Episode 2, Arrival in Tokyo. We sure are, and right up front we'd like to apologize for posting this one night after we typically would like to. It's just a case of, you know, if you get a ca- or if you get a chance to attend an official Taylor Swift album listening party, you take it. And so you that's never what, deny it. That's what I did. Um, drove over to Nashville, um, and just like any good artist, they released every song on a Thursday night mm-hmm. at twelve a.m. or a Friday morning, depending on how you look at it. And you listen through that. Uh, 13 tracks take about 45 minutes to listen to. So you listen through about four times, and then you but you stay up, because duh. And then at 3 a.m., she releases an additional seven songs. And I was at my cousin's seven-year-old uh, birthday party. It was a petting zoo. That we was where the listening zoo. party was yeah. for you? For me, yeah, yeah. So I was listening to it there while I was petting animals. It was a great experience. So it was the petting zoo that stays open until midnight and then on for the Taylor yeah. Swift listening party? Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Okay. So. I got invited to the official one in Nashville. Um, so like I was saying, I did 3 a.m. They l- released the other seven tracks, listened through those four times, and got back to work at 6, 10 a.m. Thanks, Tay. Yeah. You did great. <laughs> love the album. So what did you think about this episode? Also love this episode. It was. It was good. So, But not initially, though. I'll be honest. And I know why. Why? Because you don't... There was more women in it. And you're not the biggest fan of women. No, Chadley. I actually thought, if anything, the women were objectified too much the first time around. Okay. I mean, it's here's the thing about Denji, man. <laughs> don't. No, I'm don't getting hate on him. I'm getting ready to explain my. I'm getting ready to go so banana sandwich on you. You're not prepared. Are you? Okay. The first time through, I did. I felt like it was almost too goofy for like the second episode. Like I wanted to get some real stuff, and he was just like looking at boobs the whole episode. Okay. But. I that's first of all that's his character that's fine they're developing that I think there are a lot of shady doings and happenings going on around him and they're using his mindset to like like cloak smoke and mirrors you out of what's going on here yeah because this this poor kid does it he's never really known anything that's gone on Mm -hmm. and he's always been just the absolute slave of the what of the objective that's going on. Right. He's just the the guy that does the work that is in the dark. You, I'm the kind of guy, I want the shows to go that extra mile f- farther instead of just like, oh, cool action, pretty cool like characters and stuff. So I am going to be, I'm going into this show with that mindset and I'm going to be reaching for all kinds of crazy stuff this podcast. I really am. I do think you're right on that. I think this is going to be a deeper show than what's on the surface. Okay. I really think it's going to be. I know. We're going to talk about it right now. I'm and it's so not excited. just going to be titties. It's not going to be deep titties. We're not going deep into the titties. Yeah, we're not going deep into titties. We're staying on yeah, the yeah. outskirts of the titties and getting deep into the heart. So let's go right into it. Let's do it. So we're back with Dingy and this mysterious lady from last episode. Do not, well, we know her name, but at this moment we don't know right. her name. And they're taking a little stroll in the vehicle. Your notes are chronological, I understand. Yeah, yeah. She asks his name, which seems a little like late. I feel like she could have asked that earlier, but maybe he's just. You finally, think like, like on the way to the car? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's finally you know he's he was unconscious or something like that. He's come to. But he's. She says he's now in her care, and when he answers her, 
He should say yes or wolf. Oof. And Oof. she doesn't need a dog that says no. I mean. So, okay, that's what this name in my notes was. I was so confused because in my notes I had this name. And I was like, why do I, I don't remember this person from the show? It was actually one of our brilliant YouTube commenters. on the. Re- First of all, go check out a reaction on YouTube right now. Yes. Pause this podcast. Go do it. YouTube.com. Go to Ronnie and Chad. It's yeah. episode two reaction. If you're new here, we're going to always have a reaction that comes out the day of the day of, or the day after that the episode drops, and then we'll usually get a podcast out within a day or two of that. Yeah. Usually so. bearing the release of Taylor Swift yes. albums, I found. Um, no, our good friend, Rossina, on our YouTube comments, she made the point of like how sad it was that Dingy gets out of being the Yakuza's dog to immediately become the dog of some other organization. Yep. And I was like, yep. See, that's the person who should probably really have a podcast, but instead it's us. And, it, and it's not even it's not even the fact that like he's just being treated like a dog. They are actually calling him a dog, too. Right, yeah. <laughs> it goes both ways. Yeah, the first time it was literally just like uh, figurative. Yeah. This time, no, they're actually, <laughs> it's just he's a dog yeah. to them. And, you know, some people are into that stuff. Um, the thing about this kid, though, is that he's not been around women at all. He, so what? This is how women are manipulative. You can when you start a young boy. Here we go. Okay, when you start a young boy like this, he's gonna think this is the new norm. Okay, and it's gonna be it's kind of a brainwashing technique. Okay, okay. I had this happen to me when I was a young child. All right, um, and you don't want to fall for it. Uh, I'm gonna go a different route um, to try and save our women podcast listeners. Uh, for some reason, you always like to do that. And that's fine. It's part of your podcast, too. I will say it's more like Travis was in high school. I was a senior. He was a freshman. And I used to hear these tales of, like, I'd go around and my friends who were, like, seniors, juniors would come running up to me and be like, Travis just bought $20 worth of vending machine stuff for our entire lunch table. That's all. That was so cool of him. And it would just make me mad because I'm like... (laughs) He's, first of all, not his money, stealing that from me or my parents. Two, he's doing that just to try and fit in, whereas if he would just play it cool, talk to him, yeah, he kind of knows them because he knows me, everything's fine. Yeah, and it's one thing if it's just like your buddy and like every now and then you're like, hey, you want something from the vending machine, but to get for the whole table and everything. Yeah, people start taking advantage of that and that's the situation. He wants to fit in so badly that he's willing to woof. He's willing to wolf or, in his case, spend all of his money. No, I'm sorry. Did you just say wolf? Wolf. How are you spell it? Wolf. W-O-O-H-F. Okay. Wolf. Wolf. Woof. I feel like you're saying the animal. Is it woof wolf. or wolf? It's woof. Woof. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Not wolf, wolf. Woof, woof. I mean, I it's know, I can't way. say that very well. So... Are her eyes just anime, or are they supposed to be telling us something, you think? I think they're telling us that she's a devious lady. I got a theory on this later. You weren't paying attention to the eyes. Ronnie was paying attention to the eyes. I was paying attention to the eyes. They're very vibrant and very uh, snakish. Well, okay, that's one thing, but just wait until later. Python. I'm going to call her Python. So she says she will pay for whatever breakfast he wants, and you know this is when she finds out his name, asks his name and everything. And then she hands him her jacket because he's still shirtless mm-hmm. with the string attached to his chest. He looks like a uh, a toy doll, kind of. Like he, if you, I feel like if you pulled it, he would just like vibrate a lot. 
Right. I kind of like it. It's like a rejected toy, though, because they're supposed to put it on the back. They put it on the front. Yep. Bad mistake. Um, He talks about how no one has ever been nice to him like this, especially a pretty lady. And that just makes me think that Dingy's life has been pretty damn depressing. It's been pretty bad. It's had to have been pretty bad because she is being nice to him, but it's nothing like crazy out of the ordinary. I mean, we know, like, he was an older kid. He was still a kid when his dad died, but I guess right now when he's so pitiful is where I start putting together, like, okay, even though he had his dad when he was an older kid, obviously the mom, like he said last episode, died with some sort of heart condition. His dad was clearly mixed in with the Yakuza. He was kind of by himself. Yeah, and it's his best friend was a devil, which you can almost relate to as like an imaginary friend. And I know you had an imaginary friend growing up, didn't you? Yep. Okay. Tyler. Pretty sad. His name was Tyler. We were. I was the cooler one. He then says, "I love her." <laughs> he just starts throwing that out there, and it it was qu- it felt quick to me. What did it you felt? Think? It felt a little quick. <laughs> felt a little quick. Now it is funny laughing at it on the surface, but it also goes to the even more depressing side of how sad his life truly has been. That all it takes is for somebody to be this you know, throw a little kindness out to him and he instantly is saying stuff like this. It's kind of, it's funny, but it's sad at the same time. Yeah. Like, you know, you know when people are kind by calling you a dog and giving you a jacket to cover your tits exactly. at the, uh, at a eating establishment. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's falling for it. He's falling for an older, an older lady who is playing him like a dog. So. How old do you think she is? Not that much older than him, but probably a couple years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she's an older lady. For, in his standards, when you're 17 and like a 21-year-old is saying this to you, that's pretty old, you know? Okay. I just didn't know what you were going for there. I like when I was 16 and I was like a sophomore or whatever and the senior women, I used to think they were so old, dude. Like the really? People that were like two or three years older in high school, I would look up to them like they were just my dog masters. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They could have got you wolfing. Or as you say, Wolfen. Yeah, Wolfen. He talks about having a pet devil that replaced his heart. A devil that actually did did that for him. Um, she says that's a very rare thing, and but that she also believes him because she's got a great nose for that. And then she says, your friend is actually alive inside of you, saying that he's not actually dead and like foreign with you. He is alive in there. Yeah, a so. couple things here. One, you didn't mention the food they got, which is a crime on this podcast that I co-host. It was well. Hold the, on, he, there's still more. They, granted, they do have it, but he's about to, he's about to talk about it, and then he passes out right. and wakes up to the food. So if you're getting to it, I'll, yeah, I'll relent my anger for now. Second thing I wanted to talk about, she gave him the jacket to look less conspicuous. Um, you say what you think. I'll say what I think here. Are you any less conspicuous when you're wearing basically like a suit jacket? Is kind of what she gave him, right? Yeah. Um, but you don't button it up and you still have a chainsaw pull chain dangling yeah. out front that you didn't yeah. cover. And, and maybe everyone was looking at his abs. He does have nice abs. Because I would argue if he was just shirtless, less questions would have come afoot. Maybe so. Maybe so. Or just one button. That's all it takes. Um, but then he passes out. Do you think anything will come of the fact that they go out of their way to say that Pachita is still alive? 
and it's not and in not just a sentiment they even go even further to be like and not just like a sentimental way like oh he's always in there like he's in there alive it makes me think that somehow maybe even at the end of this story they defuse and pochita can be like and he he becomes a full human again okay i'm just throwing that out there makes me think that it's possible you a full human he no that dingy becomes full human again because he's technically now like a half human, half fiend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he's not a full fiend right. until he pulls the string. I think like her saying that kind of implies that maybe it's possible that do you he could come out of there. Do you think I'm wondering if when he chainsaws out, if that is more Pochita than it is dingy. Like Pochita almost takes over. In the sense of, like, we see how impressionable Dingy is and stuff like that. Is it going to be... Because right now, I mean, we only saw when they were in, like, a fight-or-flight mode. Yeah. So you might not have been able to tell the difference anyway. I just wonder if he continues to get treated. Cool. If, like, when he chainsaws, it's more like Pochita. It's kind of got, like, a mind yeah. of its own. And you know, jumping ahead a little bit, because they say the fiends, when they take over in the like the face of the humans like mm-hmm. the face is definitely different it's kind of like when he pulls his chainsaw his face turns into like a chainsaw and is completely different and it says that they take on the personality yeah. of the, the corpse that they take so I'm kind of thinking yeah. that where like you have like a situation of just like this inner fight it's where it's more po- definitely more Pachita than him yeah I could see that I like that so yeah he passes out and then he comes to and she asks him if he can eat on his own Okay, this is where the food comes into play, and I have right here. I want you to describe this food to us. So udon, I mean, wow, it's a it's basically it's the Japanese version of a chicken noodle soup. All right, you know, if you get sick, you're a little bit under the weather. Maybe your mama makes you a nice udon with a you know great broth, thick noodle made from wheat flour, typically um, used in Japanese cuisine. Duh, Duh it's yeah. a <laughs> it's just a comfort food. Yeah, now, we don't really have that here. Like a we thick noodle. Like think about the thickest noodle we go with. I They're would all say like pretty, a pool, pool noodle. They're all pretty That's thick. Like, yeah, pool noodle is pretty thick. I haven't eaten a whole lot of those, but everyone would be lying if they said they hadn't been into one. <laughs> and you were exactly right about that. That's like Play-Doh. Yeah, everyone is lying if they said they've never tried. Play-Doh everyone before. has been in a pool noodle, Play-Doh. Anything else? Uh, erasers, pencil erasers. Come on, erasers. Yep. Everyone is bitten to an eraser. I could bite into one right now. Those things, do you not just, that, that texture just makes you want to just rub it on your teeth? The thing about the erasers is it's not a big enough biting point. Like, I have done it, well, but you got that the metal. that you put on the cap? They're like capped erasers. Uh, They're a little yeah. bit pointy. Yeah, yeah. I do know what you're talking oh, I about. I love the feeling. I used to, like, erase my teeth all the time, my front teeth. It'd be like a like a weird habit I had. Were those erasers that you're talking about, which was like the colorful that they came to a point at the end? Yep. Do you think that was like a copyrighted thing, or were there a bunch of companies making that same bunch eraser? Of companies it had really? to be. You yeah. don't think that, that someone had a copyright on yeah. that? Name name an eraser company. Exactly. Exactly. It's a shame that whoever invented that couldn't copyright it. They would have made millions. What would you have named it? I got nothing. Erase a face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. You so. thought you've thought about it while you've been munching <laughs> on him, huh? Uh, yeah. So when she asked him if he can eat on his own, 
He starts to say yes, but then realizes, oh, this is a great opportunity to say no. So he says no and starts barking while she's feeding him the noodles. Ugh. <sighs> Yikes. You, you, I don't... Under what circumstance are you letting a woman feed you? When I'm uh, like a, in a terrible car wreck and I can't eat. So, okay, so you're yeah. not even into it in like a cutesy, seductive no, way? No, I mean, it can be like if we're... Not in public like that, no. I'm not into no. it in the public. Oh, no. Not in public God, no. for sure. And then I think also not with warm noodles. No, throw some grapes in my mouth. If there's a hot broth anywhere in the in the vicinity and she's trying to, you know, spoon that into me, not happening. Or I wouldn't even say, yeah, throw it into my mouth. I'm not even like a tosser. It's not like we're on the couch cuddling yeah. candles going. I'm hiking it to you. I'm going out. I'm running a little route. And then I want you to throw it in my mouth. Yeah. 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 Well, if you want to feed me, let's grab a bucket of peanut M and M's, and we'll play. We'll <laughs> peanut M and M's. Don't even get me started. Peanut butter M and M's. Either one of those, I'm fine with either. We'll do some. We'll see how good we are. My God, brother, I could just devour. Those are top five most addicting candies, right? But it's, and it's all form of M and M's. If you don't think any, I'm munching form, down yeah. on traditional M and M's, you're wrong. Oh my God, dude. Don't even get me started. I want them so bad right now. One time, do you? I wonder if you have any stories like this. We're not talking about the show a whole lot, but that sometimes that happens. Do you have any in high school where you look back and you're like, "Oh wow, that girl totally had a crush on me," and I just had no clue? <sighs> Maybe, but like, I just haven't thought about that in a while, so I'd have to think about it. One time, a girl bought me um like a five pound bag of M and M's for my birthday. Oh my god! <laughs> and I just remember going home being like. Wow, that was so nice of Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, well, everybody loves M&M's. <laughs> she just, I was just like, I do love M&M's. She knows me. Thanks for that wonderful night. She's like, what? You finished that? <laughs> and one more while we're on the subject, there was another time I uh, asked a girl, jo- like, jo- in my head it was a joke. I was like, um, I was like, yeah, you should bake me brownies sometimes. And then I was sick, like two days later. And when I came back in, like, it was on Friday, and I came back Monday, they were like, yeah, Emily brought you brownies. Ah, uh, and you didn't get a single one? I didn't get one. That is unfortunate. It's a shame. There was one time, now that I'm thinking about it, there was this uh, this young lady that, she worked at the local pedicure salon. Really? And, yeah. Asian? She was Asian, yes. Okay. I mean, come on. You don't have to say that. Everyone knew what we were talking about. And, uh... She, I had talked to her about getting a pedicure before, and then she was just so adamant about me going to get one from her, Can and I... like would just talk about it every day. And I finally went and got one from her. Yep. Ooh. And uh, how'd it go? It went. It went swell. She do a good job. Yeah, but I didn't catch on to like I thought it was just like a friendly thing. I didn't catch on to that it was. You more... thought you were just like helping her family, but like she was just yeah. trying to drum up some business. Yeah, I thought she was just trying to get some money, but I think it was more than that. But I never went back again. Because I went with my mom, too. She, My mom saw her there. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom was like, I think that girl likes you. And I was like, really? I think she might have been right. Unfortunately, my mother wasn't in class when I got a five-pound bag of M&M's to help me out. Um, so, yeah. he She's feeding him. He's barking. Um, this is what we call a simp in modern-day terms. That's exactly Ronnie. right, Chaz. And... Granted, was she eating this shit up, too? Was she all about it? Yeah, she was. 
I what do you think about her? Is she just oh, the manipulative so type? So many things to talk about. I don't even know if or do you think she do would she would All I'm saying is this in the first bowl of udon she's fed yeah. someone. I don't want to go here, but I'm going to... And that's not the first time I'll say that. I'm going to say this, and I, I don't like saying this, because he's... Not the only time I'll say that, I should say. She seems like the type that would careful. force him... Hey. Okay. Be careful. Be careful. I'm not going to say it. Wait until later in the episode to see if it feels right. Okay. Be careful. I saw what was in your eyes there, Tiger. Calm down. So he asked her about what type of dude she likes, and oh, wow. she responds with the dingy type. And that's when he like gets a little puzzled and then says, dude, that's me. <laughs> this this woman is one of the top five worst women in any show I've seen. She is manipulating the shit out of this guy. Right. I feel bad for him. I think, you know what I think the development of his character is going to be? He's going to finally realize that she's doing this. I was getting ready to do a thing where I was going to talk about like how... How corny and how obvious um, saying a line like that is, and how he should have been like all over that and been like, ugh. But then I thought about someone like saying that to me, and I would have ate that uh, shit up. Oh, yeah. Oh, Especially wow. at his age, dude. Come that would have been so hot. Somebody says that to me now, and they're doing all this stuff. I'm not falling for it because right. I'm freaking smart. Well, I'd still fall for so it. So smart. If someone looked at me and yeah, went, right. I'm the I would too. My type's the Ronnie but. type. Game over. <laughs> My type's the Ronald type. Uh, yeah, that. And uh, it's kind of like, I'll tell this quick story. And it was- <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! Um, it's kind of like spring break. Yeah. My buddy had a girlfriend who we all thought she was using him just for because he was so nice. He for would buy her all these things. Huh? Oh, okay, he had the money? He didn't have a lot of money, but he <laughs> okay. just bought her a lot of stuff. Uh, so he went, bought her about 10 polo shirts from the polo outlet on spring break, brought it back. She came to the room. She would like semi snuggle with him and then take the clothes and then leave. Ugh. All right. So anyways, my, my other buddy there, Bartholomew, I've talked about him a few times here before. Check out our earlier podcast or check out the Patreon. I've talked about him a lot on there too. He, uh, he decided one night where we were all drinking some substances and I think he was, he might've been a little high too. My buddy that buys all the shirts, he's he's laying on the bed eating brownies, and uh, he's eating a lot of brownies. My buddy decides to tell him, he was like so so fed up at this point with how, how much shit he was buying for her, he was trying to look out for him. They were in a little bit of a scuffle, I don't remember what the scuffle was about, and Bartholomew just goes, hey man, nice buying those shirts today, that just bought you another seven months into the relationship. <laughs> And my buddy eating the brownies got so incredibly angry <laughs> that he took the brownie that he was eating, threw it as hard as he could at Bartholomew, hit him right in the eye. Okay? Dang. I'm talking brownie in the it. eye. Brownie in the eye. Bartholomew was so fucked up. He like shakes his head a little bit, looks down, picks up the brownie, and continues to eat the brownie. <laughs> yeah, Bart's a good friend. Bart's someone, a good friend. Someone had to say it. They broke up three months later. Good for Bart. She was definitely using him. So I think he apologized and said thank you for saying that later on. So they arrive at Tokyo headquarters where she explains the benefits of working there um, like it's a public education job. She just talks about, you know, 
oh, you get great health care. Oh, you know. Yeah, she, she made a comment that there are over a thousand devil hunters in the city. Yeah. Like most of them not working for the public library. What is it? Public safety. Public safety. Yeah, public safety. I the public library. Yeah, most of these devil hunters aren't at the library. I hear public, I think library. Most of them are like independent contractors, but they... She goes out of her way, but like, yeah, we have the best benefits and a lot of paid vacation. This is a sketchy organization. Yeah, it really is. Um, so Dingy, he keeps thinking about getting with this nasty woman. Um, if they keep working together, you know, he's just being played. It's all in his head. He's not going to stop thinking about it until he uh, releases the demons, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He, She then gives him a uniform to put on where he stands there, and we see that he's next to another guy. And this guy's name is Aki Hayakawa. This is the most undecorated office ever, by the way. It is. It's very undecorated. There's one desk. Uh, I don't think there's anything on the walls. Is there? There's a window. Do you have it? Are you ready for... My theory time, my crazy theory time. This is the first one where we start getting a little banana sandwich. Let's do it. You allergic to bananas? Not allergic, but my stomach doesn't like them. All right. Be careful then. So there is nothing in this office except for a desk and then like a, some sort of filing cabinet drawer. Uh, It's a nice filing cabinet sort of ordeal. And then when they see, when we see Hayakawa and they're walking away, one huge painting on one wall. Now, if in all honesty, and you know how I am, I keep it real. Narnia. I don't know what this painting is at all. I paused it. I screenshotted it. I looked at it for probably thirty seconds in different frames. Like I was, I was literally doing this. I was going pause, play, pause, play, play, pause, play, pause, to try and get a good glimpse of it. It looks like. A devil with wings and a tail is like beating yeah. up a naked guy. Okay, so what what is the uh, the theory you got from that? This organization is working with the devils. Oh, I like that a lot. Something like that. I mean, this woman seems like the devil. Okay, and then I've got more later. I'm. I'll just say this: it was I, a weird painting, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, no matter what, anyone can go back and look at it and say, "Oh, Ronnie, you're way off. This is actually what it is." There is something with wings and perhaps a tail with some sort of weapon, and they are using it against what looks to be a normal naked person. I like the theory of they're working with the devils, that maybe the devils are sending them out to like, you know, low level devils and stuff like that to get them off the tracks of like the higher up devils that really control the whole thing. Are you arguing that the sea cucumber devil later on is not (laughs) one of the higher ranking devils? I'm arguing that it might not be. Okay. Um, And also. I'm just saying this too. This lady, she might end up being not as bad as we think. But I think they're kind of trying to spell out these first two episodes that she's not a great. Uh, not person. only that, not only that, they put this right in front of your face. And for a second, they thought they were going to get a bias, but they didn't get it by me. I don't know if they got it by you or not. She, what is up with those two sketchy dudes in suit and ties that are just like on either side of her? Mm hmm. Nothing good ever came from two dudes in suit and ties and like a hat that don't say anything. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You guys be the I judge. Like, I like the theories you got here. Um, the dude, so this guy, he's he's been here for three years. Okay. He's right. a little bit of a veteran. 
Um, Probably got a little vacation saved up. Yep. Dingy's starting to work with him. Uh, and the dude then puts Dingy into reality by saying, he ain't in Makima's league, okay? Mm-hmm. He tells him, you're not in Makima's league. Chill the fuck out. You're 17, you're horny. Go, you know, go bang one out real quick. And I promise you, you'll think a little bit different, at least for an hour or two. Yeah. Um, she then gives him hope like an upperclassman would by saying, if you work well, we can work together someday. As she's whispering this to his face and tying his tie. Tying the tie. Tying the tie. We said in the reaction, I don't trust anyone who feeds people Unon. I don't trust anyone who ties ties when they're a girl. Yeah, she's a woman. Like, you do that for your husband, you know, if he needs some help, you're helping him out. Mm-hmm. You don't just walk up to somebody like that and whisper in their ear that you just met, right? No. No. She, I put right here, she's abusing her power. We must talk about <laughs> women abusing power in the workplace. In the workplace. Okay, we dis- only ever talk about the men abusing power it's in the workplace. It's disgusting. She is doing it because she knows she can get away with it. <laughs> Not enough people are talking about it. So. No, no one. Ronnie and Chad will. <laughs> Ronnie and Chad. You know what? We should be active. It's called the Me as Well movement. <laughs> he then takes a stroll with Hayakawa through Tokyo while asking if Mikuma, Makima, sorry, Mikuma. Yeah, it's a tough one. It is. Makima has a boyfriend. So the dude with uh, what type of hairdo is this? Would you say it's the cowlick? Yeah, just a very tall cowlick. Uh, what's the, the alfalfa? Okay. He doesn't answer, and then he says, "Well, come over here with me," and just takes him to a dark alley where he punches him and just starts beating the shit out of him. Absolute shit out of him for sure. Uh, he then pulls out some cigarettes, puts a filthy ciggy in his mouth and he tells him to quit just go ahead and quit the job dude i know it's your first day but you come back getting the same thing tomorrow yep he's trying to be nice um he says you'll end up dead and that the the survivors are the only ones with the real motivation and if it's over that manipulative bitch then you might as well just quit all right so i did if well so i'm trying to craft this into way where where the organization is still sketchy. Now, if it's not, I really do like this. I like this scene both ways because he's basically saying like, Hey, a lot of people get into this line of work for money. That's not the people who make it. The people who make it are the ones who like actually have a passion to kill devils, get them out of here that I can respect. And if I'm crafting it into my theory, then I'll say you also have to play ball and they got to see your real to see if you, you can be trusted into yep. the dark happenings behind the scenes. Exactly. So it's, it's it's the shady business where like everyone wants the money, but you're paid off a little bit to do some mm-hmm. maybe some, a mm-hmm. little dirty work. I think this guy though might not be that bad. Of a well, guy. He's, he's like beating him up. He's like, "Oh, you're gonna tell on me? Let's see if he tells." The first the first yep. sign of. Yeah, this guy he might be you know he might have stumbled upon this and. He's been led in the, the wrong direction, but he doesn't seem like he's got terrible character or anything. Like, you know what no. I mean? No, he just seems like I, like I said it before, he's down. 
He means his business. Yeah. He's not for goofing around. He's there to get the job done. He starts to walk away when Denji just runs up from behind and gives him the good old kick in the nutties from behind. I mean, that dude, I you never see it from behind. Like, hardly ever do you see it from behind. <laughs> it's, it's a bold move. And if other people were in the alley, I think they would have had a problem with the cheap shot. It was definitely a cheap shot. And then when he goes to the ground, he does it several more times. And the taint... After the first one, they're all free game. Hayakawa should have been defensive more. Maybe he... More defensive. Maybe his nuts were so hurt that he couldn't defend himself. He was so injured. I mean, listen, I just feel like those nuts are one of those things where they will overcome a lot to defend themselves. And the fact that he wasn't shows me that he's that, a real that person. It's always in the films and stuff that you watch, like somebody gets kicked in the nuts and then they're not able to do anything. And then like and then like a little five-year-old could beat them up because they're like, oh, my nuts are hurting so bad. That's not the case. When you get hit in the nuts, it hurts like hell, but it makes you angry. It gets it, the tempers going. It makes you angry, gets you out of breath, but what are you doing? What, why do people, are they able to beat up the other body parts? It's because they're protecting the nuts. They're like, yep. I can't go round two there, so I'm going to have to deal with whatever else comes to me. He didn't do that. He was like, oh yeah, go back for round five, round six. Mm-hmm. Another theory, he might not have nuts. He might, I was going to say that, or he enjoys it. Have you seen those videos of the people that enjoy it? And if he has a kid later in the series, I'm calling bullshit. Okay. He then tells him about his decent day that seems pretty average, but he doesn't care if this lifestyle kills him. Denji's saying this to him while he's kicking him in the taint and balls. That's the thing about average, though. More people need to appreciate average. I agree. We're all pretty average. At least me and you are in that department. Um, So they then start to get in a fist fight where Hayakawa says, she ain't the type you should be chasing. Uh, so this guy, I put right here, this guy's been cucked too by this woman. Yeah. You start to see that he's been cucked and he goes, I wouldn't let this woman do this. Uh, or no, this, that's me saying this. I wouldn't let this woman do this. I wouldn't give the attention that she craves. That's because she told him the same thing. Like if you do well, then we will get to work together. He's on year three and he's still trying to be like, all right, one of these days I will work with her. And she might not ever work with him because of her shady she does so much shady shit that she can't have anybody see it. Well, she's got two henchmen that don't say things. Except for the two henchmen that have, yeah, ties. So then they show back up to Makima, all beat up, and Denji then says that, he says, Senpai's testicles were attacked by the nut devil, which is pretty fun. But uh, he already called him Senpai, though. Was he just saying that as like, do you think he actually respects him like that? Because I feel like when you call somebody senpai, it's out of respect. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, senpai, th- senpai, and if you I don't mean, know we, what we, this means, we know that because you're not an anime watcher. Don't do that to me. Let me explain myself. I I think he does because we've seen how much he wants to please all the people around him. Please all the women. Everyone. Okay. They didn't say that they can't work together, call each other trash, um, where she, you can just tell that she is just getting off on the fact that this has happened on the first day. Them like kicking each other's asses over her. Yeah. She is just getting off on it. She's probably got them bugs. She's like, oh yeah, they were fighting over me. And uh, I mean, it's just disgusting. She tells Dingy that this is an experimental unit. 
Um, she then explains to Hayakawa about Denji being like a uh, half-devil, half-human type thing. And he says that he always thought that those were just rumors, like just baseless rumors. He didn't think that that was a true so, thing. Uh, which makes me think, like, that's also very bad managing. What were the, him and Hayakawa doing? Were they on patrol or were they, was that just like a, y'all go take a walk, get to yeah, know yeah. each other? That's what it seemed like. Just go take a walk around the city, you know, kind of. It's like a little uh, work, workplace luncheon. Okay. So were they on duty? No. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take your word for like what actually happened, even though I think you might just be guessing. She then says, though, that Dingy will be disposed of like a, like a devil if he quits. She just comes out right out and says it, and Dingy's like, wait, what? He, like, he had no idea that this was the case. She didn't say anything to him. I'm just so torn. Like I see the OP. I see these people in it. I'm like, all right, are these really supposed to be like his friends through this show? Like... Dude, they're if, being so mean. <laughs> what if it's they one of those just, cases where he never really does have friends throughout the entire show? Like that would uh, that's gonna hurt to watch. Like he's always just being used the entire time. Like, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird way to introduce these characters. He then asks if Makima is a bad person, to where the guy says that just be glad that she hasn't killed you because she saved my life back then. And then that's when Denji just starts thinking. He's just thinking in his head. He's a little kid. Uh, he wants to be hugged by her again. <laughs> not sure if she's a good person or not, but man, I want to be in those arms. Yeah. And then he says it out loud, and then Hayakawa gets angry. And she's probably, like you said, she's probably bugged him, and she's getting off on that again. We then go to him eating um, in the apartment room or whatever, and he's got, I, I want you to kind of talk about this food. Yeah, I would love to talk about it. Will you talk about the jam, the butter, the honey, the cinnamon, the toast, all of it? Now, what, as, what does it mix well with you there? As a young man, okay, there's one thing that really doesn't mix with me here. Um, first of all, you go grape over strawberry. If you gotta have strawberry, that's fine. Use the strawberry. Don't be one of those people who are like, well, you don't have anyway. As a young man, toast, just toast with toppings of some sort. My favorite breakfast, like ever. From like middle school to high school, okay. maybe even elementary school. Do you ever do it? Do you toast ever? Have, were toppings? you ever toast man? Um, n- not really. Really? Yeah, I wasn't um, a huge toast guy. You were missing out. My mom, she was not much of a cook, so that was like our version of like bacon and eggs and stuff. When we woke up on the weekend, and mom was like, "Boys, do you want toast?" I, and she'd be like, yeah, and she'd go, "How many pieces?" And Travis would be like four, and I'd be like five. And we just used half a loaf of bread. And then he'd be like, no, six. Y'all just one-up each other every time? I mean, the the big key ones that you could find um, at any given time on the weekend at Ronnie's household. Cheese toast. Cheese uh, toast is good. Now, I would occasionally have cheese toast. Very cheese good. toast. Cinnamon sugar toast. Mm. Uh, peanut butter toast. You, oh, yep. And the key is, you know, you get you butter it up, put it in the broil. You wait. You got to keep an eye on it because also, do you know how many pieces of bread we've burnt at the Coleman house? It's very easy to burn bread. Very, very easy. Nothing will ruin a day quicker. And grape jelly, I mean, great. Now, the key, the thing that I like the most about this is they went with the Texas toast. Yeah, they did. You're right. And for as much as Dingy was loading it up 
that was very key or else there, you just don't you got to have structural integrity for it to hold that many toppings biggest thing that he made me mad about he had the butter all wrong he put the butter on top of like after he already put the toppings yeah that's not you got to melt the butter like it's on the bread what are you doing it's which you can't ludicrous. blame him because he has no idea how it's to do this ludicrous and also i mean this is when we need to be inside of the show so we can so sticky yeah so sticky, so sticky. I, jelly stickiness is one of those things. It's like maple syrup. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It really is. Don't mess around with jelly, people. You get some of that on the counter. I, you can wipe it with a wet rag. You'll come back three days later and you'll feel you'll be like, what the heck? And then you'll be like, oh my God, it's the jelly spot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Dingy's just, he's super excited to just be a semi-normal human and have like some normal food and all that. So, you know... He eats all that food. He obviously he's got to take a shit later on. He then Winnie the Pooh's it on the toilet, mm-hmm. falls asleep on the toilet, totally normal, while taking a massive shit because he did take a massive one. We saw Hayakawa come in later and like yeah, sniff yeah. it. Um, so two things there. While I've never actually fallen asleep on a toilet, I think that's ridiculous, ludicrous. Um, the one thing that I thought to be very true was no pantsing it at all. Like when you're in, gonna be Nothing's in there for a second and you know it's gonna be a tough one, you gotta just take them off, set them to the side. Here's just... something that I don't like to tell people, so I'm not gonna broadcast it out to everybody except for this podcast. Okay. Even at work, we have closed-in stalls. Mm-hmm. I take off everything. Yeah, that's too much for me. That's ridiculous. <laughs> the the idea. That's the thing. I think I leave about, the socks I think on. about I leave you in your bathroom on. here. Just butt naked taking a dump. I'm like, yep, Can, that's your throne, brother. Go for it. I think about you doing that at 11 a.m. on a work day, and part of me gets a little bit mad. <laughs> gets mad? Yeah. What? The idea that you and some other freak, while I'm washing my hands, just naked on the other side of that door. What do you think? Especially you think people are just squatting over the toilet, not putting their cheeks on it? As long as, like... Oh, it, the butt contact has no, no part of it for me. It's just the fact that you are so disrespectful that you're like... And also, don't, like... Just don't do that. <laughs> Why? You shouldn't be that comfortable. And I'm not even... I hate the people who are like, oh, I can't, I can't... Uh. Do you put, like, 70, like, plies nope. of paper over nope. the toilet and sit on that? I think there's a very happy medium, which I'm a part of, where you just go in, you don't care that it's a public toilet as long as there's not just pee all over the seat. Yeah. You sit down, you do your business. Then there's people, um, I would argue psychotic killers, like yourself, that just, like, start stripping down, especially since I know you've told me at least twice that you forgot to lock the door and people just started coming in, you hit them with a quick slam. That's happened twice out of maybe seven, like, out of, I would say, 125 poos. And you know how many times that is? How many? Too many. You're right. Too You're many. Right. I, I would say that's semi-normal. That's more normal. Than <laughs> that is not normal. <laughs> that is not normal. <laughs> Anyways, I've fallen asleep a couple times on there, too, because, you know, sometimes when you're taking a poo, you just got to take a snooze. But You mean shirt and everything, right? No, no, I leave the shirt on. I take my pants off. I take my oh, shoe. Oh, okay. Take the shoes. You said, first of all, you said at the beginning of this, everything. So, every, dude, everything that requires you to take a poo. I take off my shoes, my socks sometimes, my pants. None of that requires you to take off. So, what are you talking about? 
Get your get your story everything straight. That, everything that requires you to take off to get comfortable. You can't be comfortable with like three different layers of pants. Get on. your story straight and come back to me. Because I don't think you got it. It's falling apart. So they end up showing up to a crime scene to where, you know, this is after he took a massive shit and Hayakawa smelled it. Um, the police are there. And there's a fiend that's holed up in the second story room. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what they tell him. So, Ronnie, you might be thinking, what is a fiend? Well, you're about to find out. Okay. Educate me. Like you said, I think you said this in the reaction. This is like a little detective series. I like this a lot. Well, I was a little bit disappointed because I miss... That's the thing about reactions or whatever. You're trying to you make some content, say this, say that. I thought it was more inved- investigative than it actually was. Um, I missed the line where the cops were like, Yeah, he's just in there. Hold up on the yeah. second floor. I thought they had to like go in there... Take a look at the scene and find him, but no, they just walked up to the door yeah. and they're like, "Oh, here, you're here, right here." Yeah, but I feel like this is one of those situations where it's an easy one. I, I think it's going to get a lot more complicated. I hope so. Like, yeah, I yeah. want them to have to kind of figure things out. Uh, Dingy being the poor bastard that he is, ask what a, a fiend is to where Sensei, sorry, Senpai says that when a devil takes control of a human corpse, that is what a fiend is. Okay, so that that makes me think that. So Every that's single- basically what he that's basically what he is because he was a corpse that got taken control of except he's then says he then says that oh so like me and then the guy says well no they've got f- different facial structures and that fiends take over the personality of the corpse that they get i think what you said earlier and if you compare that with my theory that maybe like pochita has more say in like the actions and stuff when he's chainsaw man like you said, I hadn't thought about it. When he's a chainsaw man, he's a fiend. Yeah, he's like a full fiend because his face. What is makes him different is like it, his bond is was like a mutual thing, whereas I think most of them are not. I think yep. like the devil, like just for example, episode over. one with the zombie devil, like the zombie devil, all those people he was chainsawing up were fiends that the zombie devil had like taken over and was manipulating and all that stuff. Him and Pochita work as a unit, therefore. He's like a, yeah, a friendly fiend. Like, Pochita doesn't necessarily, when he is a fiend, take over Dingy's personality. It's like that is Pochita's personality, almost, if that makes any sense. Right. He, has, like, he still has his well, own Well, and you're falling into the trap that I didn't like that uh, Dingy did in this episode where he acted like he's done it 17 times and he knows exactly how it plays out every time. You're making it seem like, yeah, yeah every time he chainsaws out, it's actually like really respectful. Well, that, that's between... like a theory I'm saying. I'm <laughs> okay, throwing out there. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's like fun. a theory. It's because it's like... You were just we like, don't know because he just went he went ballistic, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird Cause because he he remembers the situation too. It's not like he doesn't remember it. So I'm just hoping there's a little bit more there. Like I hope that there's some sort of inner dialogue between him and Pochita when he chainsaw man's. It's not just like the same dingy who's like looking around and like oh boobs or what. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's looking for boobs to chainsaw you, dude. Just don't get ahead of yourself. We got a lot more boobs in this episode. <laughs> Sorry. That's the thing about that this episode. You can't really say you can't really talk about boobs at a bad time. You're never getting ahead of yourself because yeah. they just talked about it. No matter where you are in the episode. Yep. So then we see that the like I said, controls the personality of the person he takes a hold of, and we've got this scorpion creature face looking thing. Yeah. It's like a it's it's gnarly, dude. Like this show has got some gnarly designs already. They sure do. And uh it's eating a chicken. Did you catch was that? it? 
It was, it was eating, eating a chicken, a like live a, chicken. That's what it looked like to me. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I missed that. I missed the, it, that he was There was like feathers. It might have been a like different type of bird. There was blood. and I remember the blood, yeah. and I do kind of remember the feathers, but I thought maybe he just had a pillow fight. It looked like he was devouring a chicken. It might have been a chicken. Scorpions love chickens, I hear. Yeah. Um, I Like this poor chicken, dude. Imagine being a chicken just chickening around, and all of a sudden this yeah. thing just starts eating. Imagine being a chicken and just chickening around the second floor in an apartment complex, and next thing you know, you're in this guy's room. Yeah. You know? He's like, oh, what the heck? <laughs> He's just trying to get to the roof access. So Ayakawa wants Denji to chainsaw up or, you know, go into his little fiend mode. And uh, Denji decides not to and just chops the guy's head off. Which is the right thing to do. This is so easy. What the heck is Ayakawa talking about? I think he just was like, he was being a little too eager. He's like, oh, I really want to see what he looks like, you know? Yeah. Oh, just go ahead and, you know, let me see what you look like, dude. And then he, I think he just wants to see it. Which I'm with him. Like, if I never saw it, I'd be like, dude, can you just do it for me for a little bit? I just want to see what you look like. Then uh, he tells Hayakawa he didn't go devil mode because um, when he does, the enemies get real messed up. Okay? And then that's when he wanted to make it a painless thing for this devil. He takes notice to this and says, Hayakawa takes notice to this and says that his entire family died from a devil. And he'd rather make any devil that he kills suffer than not suffer. And he so, applies to fiends too. Yeah, applies to fiends too, which kind of means dingy as the same mm-hmm. thing. So, I, which might be part of the reason he wanted to see him do it to see like how how far gone he is when he does do it. So he, he might like not be cool with it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that brought up another question: Do you have an understanding on devils in the sense of like? Are devils their entire like own entity? Entity, as far as like, do humans become devils, or can they only ever become fiends? I feel like they can only ever become fiends, but it could. Like devils are born themselves. Yeah, that's that's what that's I'm what trying they're to understand making it out to point. see. But they're, the the devils look all so f- like unique and different mm-hmm. too that it's it makes me think that I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. He says he doesn't have any friends, so if there is a devil, he could be friends with him, um, which is kind of sad because he's just like, I don't have yeah, any it was friends. pretty sad. Yeah, it was very sad. I thought. And then that's when Hayakawa, you know, he's mad. He walks out, and Tenshi looks down and sees a few dirty mags and says, "Oh, thank God I didn't pull out my chainsaw and chainsaw. Him. Blood would have gotten everywhere." <laughs> just so he could see these damn boobs. Uh, this guy's a horn dog, Ronnie. He's a horn dog that needs to bust a nut. He needs to get his knocker slobbered on. So uh, I mean, what do you, I don't know what this says about me, but I was using basically this porn to like tell me kind of what time zone this uh, takes place in or time period this takes place in. Yeah, this could just be a uh, like internet porn. Does that can you not get that at the public safety place? Do they have computers yeah, and stuff? I'd say early two thousands. You know where the internet's available, but maybe not to everyone. And he's you know it's still magazine era. How about this like scorpion fiend? Like how how much was that guy's life falling apart to just have porn magazines laying in the floor? I know strewn about. I know that's sad, man. Do you think he died jerking it to those porn mags? Because he had to die, right? The devil took over the corpse. You think the devil snuck in when he was... I think the devil... Don't, I know a, where you're going. That is a dark thing to do, is to jerk off to porn. I think the devil was there watching him. 
He got scared, saw the devil, heart attack. Okay. Dick in hand. Oh, wow. What a way to go. Dick in hand, heart attack, died. Devil took so over. So you're giving this guy enough respect to where he hadn't given up on life so completely that he was just leaving this stuff out? He hadn't given up life. I think he was in the act. Because I think, like, even if you live in, like, an apartment all by yourself, like, you can't leave your... That's your, what I'm your saying. Your masturbations. Uh, he would have never left it out. The thing is, the he was looking through the catalog... But happened. he had mo- but there were multiple though. Yes, he was testing the waters. Also, so, I don't, are they called catalogs? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but he died because while in the process. That's almost as bad as leaving it out. If you order a porn catalog and not just like a magazine, yikes. Good point. So, you know, Dingy, he's starting to reminisce on how awesome life is now that he can actually eat food and hang around pretty girl. A pretty girl that doesn't respect him, but he then uh, thinks of Makima and her chest and even says the word boobs. And that's when we transition to him standing in front of Makima. He's daydreaming while in front of her about her chest. <laughs> His dream is to touch her, is to touch her boobs. <laughs> it's such a stupid note. And you sh- it's, that's his dream. The way you said it. Someone... Someone clip that of Chaz just his dream. <laughs> we'll just play that on loop. Like, yeah, check out the pod. Like, his dream is to touch her, her boobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's thinking with a second mind. Uh, his goal. What I'm getting from this though is that his goal is boobs. Yeah. Like, I I kept I I replayed this multiple times to be like, is he really saying that his goal is to is just boobs? Like, it, I. I don't think I missed it. I think he was legit saying that. Put him and Aaron Yeager side by side. (laughs) Yeah, Aaron doesn't care about boobs, man. I think it's way more manly to not care about boobs. Just care about genocide. He then says... Yeah, he then says boobs. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Say it a couple more times (laughs) over there, Chaz. I'm sorry for saying boobs. I wrote boobs so many times because that's all he's thinking about. She then tells him that the smaller missions are two-person teams, but they will be adding an addition to their unit, and it's a girl. She's a fiend, and she's very eccentric. Yep. Her name is Power. Power. I, like, I mean, that's kind of a fun name to have mm-hmm. in the sense of just like, it's new, it's fresh. Power! Um... Yeah, she comes on a little bit strong. Very interesting that she's a fiend. I don't yeah, really I was about understand to say, how that all works. I was about to say, he's technically like a semi-fiend too, so it's not... But like the fact that they said like, oh yeah, she's been working with Hayakawa's group, and like he almost just slammed Denji through a window for like talking, like trying to befriend, or talking about how he would befriend a fiend, and, yeah. and yet Hayakawa's like working with one. That's like full blown, not it, it even ma- like dingy. It makes me think that they the the uh, the devil took over her corpse, and that person, because it says they take over their personality, hated fiends so much that, or yeah, hated devils so much that like their whole personality is just to kill devils. Okay, that's how it happened. I don't know. Well, and obviously, you can be like more of a fiend than others. Yeah, and like she might just have like a little bit of it. Like yeah. we see her little devil horns that are not. I'm excited to see more fiends. I mean, we got to see all the fiends. He then sees her boobs and instantly becomes cool with her being around. Mm-hmm. Dingy does. Was that a surprise to you? 
Yeah, I was shocked by that. I didn't see that one coming. So they need to do well to please the higher-ups because if they don't, uh, they're both going to die because they're fiends, devils. Um, yeah, they're kind of in a shitty situation here. Yeah, they it's can't, a me- They can't really get out of this. They're very trapped. I don't know where the note was or it might still be coming, but the, the fact they literally were like, yeah, if he tries to run away, kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he starts walking with Power, and Power Power tells him that she's starving for blood. She's like so, just so loud, kind of obnoxious, <laughs> so but I kind of like it. Um, uh, they walk by a cat, where, I, where a, I thought that she was going to just start eating this thing. They did a cat fake out, they definitely did. And I wouldn't have minded that. If it was a dog, it would have hurt more. Cats, eh. So, and then she starts talking about how devils, okay, if they see or smell power, she's talking about herself, they instantly flee the scene. And he's thinking, what the heck? Which that was a really interesting uh, thing that she said there. Yeah, I don't think I caught that. Because I was looking at her when she was on the roof, and that's when I was crafting my other theory. Well, that's what she was saying that like, oh, yeah, if, if a devil smells me, though, they'll run away instantly. So I don't know Andrew. why that is the case. But. Well, the sea cucumber didn't get too far, but yeah, it didn't seem like it had the greatest wheels on it. Um, you ready for me to insert my last theory here? Yep. So when, I, when she was on top of the roof, her now this might be just, you know, she's a fiend, obviously. Her eyes are the same exact colors as Makima's. Ooh, same exact. They're comprised of uh, red ketchup and yellow mustard, different patterns and stuff like that. And for all I know, is like the just might be an eye color scheme that they go for with a lot of different characters. But the fact that she's a fiend and then Makima's got the same. Mm? So you think Makima's a fiend? She's got the smell for fiends. Remember, she said that she's got the smell. She can smell it out. Mm-hmm. Makes you think. Makes you think. And also, we haven't seen like. We haven't seen any devils team up. No. Nope. Have we? So maybe devils don't like each other. She's part devil. She's trying to get rid of the devils. I'm just saying watch out for her. So Power then gets a little uh, little sniff. Gets a They get a heads up. She runs off. She starts jumping off of a building to where we, we then see the sea cucumber devil. <laughs> Yikes. As she's jumping off, she forms a giant blood mallet from oh. her wrist. So sick. I mean, so metal. Yeah. The animation's amazing. It looks so fucking cool. I like this character. The devil horns, the fucking mallet. Splatter me with that mallet, okay? I don't even care. She splatters the fuck out of this thing. What? I'm thinking of like if we had a metal band, what we would call it? Uh, blood mallet. Band. Blood mallet. <laughs> oh my god, that's bad. What? Purple. You tell me people wouldn't come see blood mallet? <laughs> blood of our mallet. I like that one too. Blood of our mallet. I was trying to also bring in the fact that it was like wrist blood, but it, nothing rolled off the tongue there. Yeah. Slit wrist blood mallet. Whoa. <laughs> that's what she did. Uh, but yeah, she splatters the fuck out of this thing. Purple blood goes everywhere. It goes all over her face. Guts. She's bleeding with pride and craziness, and she is just so bleeding happy. With pride and craziness. She's so happy that she just splattered blood all over her face. She's very crazy. End of episode. 
end of episode. Yeah, she's going to be a handful. Um, we're I'm just stumped, man. It's kind of a weird introduction for her. It was really quick. Um, it was a weird introduction for all of the yeah, other it, characters. It, yeah, you're right. It's I don't very know what weird. to think. Like, Dingy's definitely the only one that I am like rooting for. Oh yeah, one hundred percent so far. I'm, I'm with you on that. Too. Like, I like it's some not... of the character dynamics, but over like I'm not rooting for him. No, and I, I think Hayakawa will probably end up rooting for him along the way. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but like power. A little too crazy for me. She might actually end up not being as bad as we think. I don't she's, know. She could be cute as a button. There was a couple she things could. where I was like, oh, wow, that's cute as a button. Do you think her and Dingy are going to be like kind of a couple no. since they're both fiends? No. No? You think Dingy's going to get with She's too. Makima? She's too... No, no. Okay. There's got to be another girl in here somewhere. Power is too carefree to, like, I think, yeah. even give boys like a look. I agree. She's a devil too. So, devils want love too. So don't say that. Okay. Make me, it makes me kind of mad. Well, um, whatever. Yeah, and Makima's just yo-yoing them. But I'm excited to see what else we got coming our way. I'm too. We got a little ED action. I liked the uh, the little yeah. funness. It my my favorite like, part was the artwork. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, one of their endings. Mm-hmm. Where it was like little, just fun. Fun, uh, wall, what is it? Fuck. What was um, that song? Lost, Lost in, in Paradise. Yeah, where you just kind of dance around. Yeah, you know? yeah. I liked it. I agree. Um, you can follow us at Podcast Chronic on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, email us at, or no, no, no. Ronnie and Chad at Twitter and Instagram. I changed Ronnie that. Ronnie and Chad, you changed it, brother. Yeah, it's a new era. We decided it to do It is a new that. era. Um, it's still the Podcast Chronicles for Gmail, though. It is still the podcast chronicles for Gmail. We're not going to change that. Yeah, and if you think so. about it, it's really not confusing at all that we're doing that, but that's yeah. fine. Uh, Patreon.com slash Ronnie and Chad. People keep trickling in. We love to see it. Yep. Keep on coming. Five bucks a month. You get four podcasts. Four podcasts a month. That comes go out to, to like our, but The most cents. important thing, go to the YouTube, subscribe. Please. Get ready for the reactions. Thumbs we're having a up. lot of fun doing that. And we want to keep doing it, too. So, like, the more that we get people to subscribe to us, the more yeah. that we keep doing it. Share it. Share it. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Well, I don't feel like we got people telling enough friends. I don't think we've got enough people telling friends. Do you think they are? I think they're, like, I think we're, like, their guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, like, oh, God, I can't we tell. We don't want to tell people about Ronnie and Chad. They're like, oh, God, I can't tell anyone yeah. about Ronnie and Chad. It's like me when I found porn for the first time. Okay. You'd be like, oh, I can't tell people about this. Yeah. I got to keep it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, does everyone know about this? I can't tell them about it. The secret will get out. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.